Hello, everyone. I'm Al Daldegan, creator and producer of the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast, supported by Rainforest Alberta. This podcast showcases the people who are working to improve Alberta's innovation ecosystem. Hey, loyal listeners. I'll be hosting this episode myself. I've been involved in software development for more than 25 years. I've started companies, led companies, and worked for companies, doing many different things. I'm honored to be considered a leader in Alberta's innovation ecosystem, and I give back as much and as often as I can. When I'm not working or podcasting, you'll find me pursuing my passions of photography, crypto investing, and woodworking, along with the occasional round of golf. Join me and my pal, Debbie Butt for a lighthearted chat about events and networking in Alberta's innovation ecosystem. On with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. My special guest today is Debbie Butt. Debbie, thank you for being here today. Yeah, it's great to be here. I'm very excited to see what I have to say and see where this conversation might go and who knows if it might go sideways. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure we can guarantee there's going to be a lot of laughing and a lot of really, really strange things in this show. (laughs) (laughs) That's where it always goes with us. That's for sure. So Debbie and I have known each other for quite some time. We worked together for a bit and we've just been in the community to get together doing all kinds of community things and Debbie's a fun person to be around, I got to say. Debbie, why don't you give us a little bit of background on kind of where you came from and how you got to be a big pillar in the community that you are. And we'll talk okay. about that too. <laughs> okay. Well, let's see uh, how how I can shorten up this story and, as if, and if you'll be talking at all anymore in this uh, podcast. So... <laughs> So, so my name is Debbie Butt. And yeah, it's pretty crazy how I am a community builder within Calgary's innovation ecosystem. But what I will do is I will start at the beginning six years ago when about the first 25 years or 20 some years of my career, I was in oil and gas in account in various accounting roles. And about six years ago, I don't know if it's I seen writing on the wall or if I was just sort of bored. And I went and seen a career coach and she sort of was like, hey, you know, you sort of like really like working with data. And I'm going, okay, I guess so. And I happened to go on Google and I found that Data for Good YYC was holding a data-a-thon. And for those people that don't know what a data-a-thon is, it is, it was like, it's an all weekend event. And it was at University of Calgary one weekend. And of course, like being your typical woman was just like, well, I, this looks interesting, but I don't belong there because I'm just an accountant. Like I'm not a data analyst, but I reached out to Jeff Sakabe, who is one of, is the organizer of data for good. And I just said, I don't know if I'd be any value to this. You know, I'm not sure if I should come. And he's like, oh no, no, please come. We need people of all different backgrounds in education. No, please come. So I thought, okay. So I remember showing up at University of Calgary and walking into the room and going, oh my God, everybody knows one another. I don't belong, but I stayed. And then I sat down in this random group because this is what happens is you just randomly sit down with a group and you work with them or whatever. And I remember uh, everybody started introducing themselves. And the first person who introduced themselves, his name was Muhammad. And he's like, hi, my name's Muhammad. And I have a master's degree in data analytics. And I thought, oh, my God, like, why am I here? You know, 
And then the next person that talked, hi, my name's Manir, and I'm currently doing my PhD in data. And <laughs> I'm sitting there going, why am I here? Like, oh, my God. And then it came to me and I'm like, hi, my name's Debbie, and I'm an accountant. And I probably like, you know, put my head down as in shame or something. But long story short, it really didn't matter that I was like, I thought I had no contribution. I spent nine hours that day at University of Calgary working with them. And I mean, I do not write queries and I do not code, but, you know, I had value as in, you know, like I worked with, okay, what, what data should we put together? And I helped them figure out as a group, like what to code. And then once, you know, we got the answers, it was like, okay, what is this data that we're looking at? Is it actually answering the question? But the main part about being at this event was I just went, I was exposed to software I'd never heard of. Like I was exposed to R and Python and Tableau, and I had never heard of any of this before. And it just made me go, what the hell else am I not aware of? And it just really piqued my interest. So then I started going to events. And let me tell you, it wasn't easy because of course, like, you know, if you're not used to going to networking events or seminars, and this is just very foreign to you, it is very difficult. And I remember one of the events, I think the next event too, was put on by SheetGeek. And I remember they were all talking about imposter syndrome and going to networking events and how hard that is at first. And I remember thinking, holy crap, I thought it was me. Like I thought everybody else knew how to do this or, you know, what to do when you go to a networking event. And it was just such a welcoming environment. And then I just started going to a lot of like meetups, because I don't know if a lot of people know about it, but there is a lot of really quality meetup groups in Calgary to start to educate yourself on just a lot of different things. Like there's data for good. So if you want to like learn about data, there's that there's civic tech YYC and, you know, you can bring projects there and that's all about like, how can we as a community engage our citizens in like civic topics and work on projects there and then there's like Calgary UX and then there's Product Calgary. And I do have a list. I was trying to be organized, but, you know, you sort of get the gist. So I started going to that and I started meeting people and I started getting a little bit more comfortable in going to events and like sort of educating myself. So that sort of goes. And then I guess I'm not really good at putting this, but fast forward six years of doing this is now I am, because I've met so many different people and because I've created this like central calendar in the No YYC, the reason I have done that is because I realized that to find these events, you have to be in the know. I'm in the know because I've gone to hundreds of events. And so I've been able to put the pieces of the puzzle together in Calgary's innovation ecosystem. And yeah, that's where I'll start. And I'll let you talk for a minute and maybe ask me a question. <laughs> Thanks, Dale. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, yeah. So one of the things that I was thinking of was, was you, what have you learned about yourself since that first meeting that you actually said, you know what, I'm going to go figure this out. I mean, that that was a scary like experience, and then when you got in there and you started working on the um, the actual datathon project, and you and you're like, 
hey, I can contribute to this. And then it just, you just, it's, it's, it's like, it sounds to me almost like a, like a, a, a switch flipped in your head and all of a sudden it wasn't scary anymore. Now you, you've flipped into curiosity mode and you're like, you know, like I want to go in and I want to see what else is out there and that kind of thing. So, so since then, I guess, what have you learned about yourself in regards to this thing that used to be difficult for you called networking? Mm -hmm. And now it's kind of like what you do. (laughs) Exactly. No, this is a really fascinating question because, yeah, going to the Data for Good Datathon did flick, flick a switch in me and starting to go to events like flick the switch in me where I realized like I am ridiculously curious. But the main thing I think that I didn't realize until years later is relationship building is so natural and so easy to me. And I never mm. really understood the importance of it. And, and then going back to like, everybody's just like, you got to get out there and network and stuff. Years ago, I thought networking was, you know, I go to an event, I'd be like, hi, Al, but it's Debbie and I'm looking for a job. Like, but that's not what it's all about. Like what networking is, is you just go and you just talk to people. Like, you know, you try to see if you connect with people and develop friendships. And then you see what comes out of that. Because like what I have found is, like just sort of coming back to my my calendar, like in the know, YYC is I started posting, like manually just gathering these events and posting them on LinkedIn continuously, like every Sunday. And I thought, oh, maybe a couple of people like look at it or whatever. But what I've discovered is there's a ton of people that look at it, but there's no way for me to measure it. And yeah, I don't know what my point of what was I was going to say, but um, (laughs) it's been fascinating to, you know, start this whole curiosity thing. And then fast forward to now where I think it's because I've developed like all these trustful relationships with everybody because I've asked nothing from nobody. And I'm just honestly curious about people when I meet them. And then, you know, creating this calendar, I'm doing it because I know it saves people a lot of time and because of because of the knowledge that I have gained from going to events, I want to pass that on to other people. So, you know, I'm still trying to work out like content, like how do I take the knowledge that's in my head and give it out to other people? And then, so sometimes I have to dial it back as in like, you know, sometimes like me and you, like, and everybody say like in the Calgary's innovation ecosystem, Sometimes we forget we might be in our own little silo. We know what's going on. And it's sort of like, okay, dial it back. Who was I six years ago? How do I talk to me six years ago that didn't know anything? Because I remember starting to go to events and people would like start to say, it's like startup. And I'm like, what the hell is that word? Like I had never heard of it before, you know, and then I had to Google it. But the best part was going to a rainforest meeting and I remember talking to Gary and asked him somebody goes, oh, we'll just check out the Slack channel. And I'm like, okay. And I'm thinking, what's Slack? Like, you know, and I had to Google <laughs> that, you know. And, and and so what makes it interesting, again, is I will still talk to friends that aren't in, like, our innovation ecosystem. And I mentioned something about Benevity one day. And the person was like, well, who's Benevity? And I'm like, damn, I keep forgetting we're still in our silos, you know. Mm-hmm. So how do we as a collective – help out with, I don't know, telling the story of how awesome Calgary's innovation ecosystem is because 
you know, me and you know how awesome it is because it's this community of people that help one another and connect one another. And yeah, it's, it's sort of fascinating. I'm very passionate about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love how you talked about approaching everything from a place of curiosity because um, that's sort of one of the things back when I first started really getting into networking, it was always like, oh, you have to have your 15 second elevator pitch. And yeah. oh, you have to, you know, you have to, it, it, there was this, it was like, how do I do this correctly? Right? Like yeah. there's, there's the right way to do this. Yeah. And it wasn't until I was, this is, I'm going to be vulnerable for a second. I was yeah. at a rainforest event and all the rainforest events and, and other events I'd been through up to that point, I had always had a purpose. It was like, okay, I would listen to people introduce themselves and I would go, okay, I have to talk to that person. And somebody else would introduce themselves and I had to talk to that person. And I always had this structure around it and it was exhausting. It was so exhausting. And then one meeting I was there and there was this lady standing there and I think she had introduced herself as, um, this is a long time ago, so I completely forget, but I think she was a yoga instructor or or a spiritual mm-hmm. person or something like that. And it was like, she just seemed like she was so out of place for whatever reason. And I had kind of been trying to figure out who in the room I needed to talk to. And she yeah. was just standing there and she noticed that I wasn't talking to anybody. And she came over and she started talking to me. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I'm like, we had this really great conversation. Like it was, yeah. it was so organic and so natural and I think she introduced me to some somebody later on at another meeting that was like a key person in my network now. Yeah. And I look back on that day and I think to myself, every single person has a reason for you to know them. It's not mechanical. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not do this, do this, do this. It's about exactly like you said, it's about relationships and just meeting people. And you never know where that's going to to lead. And so the key to that is the curiosity. Now, when I go, like ever since that day, Mm -hmm. I would actually go to an event and I would think, okay, there's a person I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then you always have a question. Like you don't have to pre-plan what question you're going to ask or your your 15 second elevator pitch or all that stuff. Just be curious and say, okay, well, I don't know this person. What don't I know about this person? Well, everything. Okay, cool. So I'm just going to go ask them questions about themselves. And guess what? People like talking about themselves, either consciously or subconsciously. They always like talking about themselves. And it's so funny because you could be in a group of people and not really say anything, mm-hmm. but but kind of guide them to be talking about themselves. And then they go away from the conversation going, oh, that person, that Debbie, she's awesome. I really enjoyed our conversation. And yet Debbie hardly yeah. said a word, although that's yeah. totally not true. Debbie <laughs> doesn't say a word. <laughs> I know. because her share of talking, but she's fun and exciting to listen to. So it's totally <laughs> awesome. <laughs> No, I love that because like I found it very hard when I first started networking because people be like, well, what's your elevator of speech? And, you know, you got to be very strategic on like who you talk to and blah, blah, blah. And then after a while, I was like, you know what? This is bullshit to me. Like, I can't like not be like authentic sort of thing. And I found I just had and I believe like, you know, I agree with what you said. It's exhausting. And what I say to people about networking is 
don't listen to people that say, this is what you have to do. You need to talk to a bunch of people and get their advice. And you've got to figure out how it works for you because it's not a template sort of thing. Like there's no guarantee that a certain way of networking is going to bring you success, whatever that success is sort of thing. But I mean, yeah, like I love going to events and just chatting with people. And then of course I love you know, connecting with the people that have the sense of humor. And then you can just go down rabbit holes and just laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. Because, you know, then if you're in that group of people that are just sort of serious all the time, you're like, yeah, you're really not going to like me. And you're going to think I'm sort of immature, which (laughs) is the point, you know, (laughs) because like, I, I really like, it just makes life fun because there's just too much, you know, everybody's going through something. So, I mean, why not bring some kind of joy or hilarity to somebody? Because, yeah. And I mean, I, I've just enjoyed all of like this. So, the, and again, like back to my calendar, like in the No YYC is I have learned so much in the past six years going to events, like just the education wise and just meeting people and talking to people and learning from them. It's just like, how can I pass some of that knowledge on to other people? And then that's another thing about meeting people is meeting the authentic people and then meeting the people that there's always some kind of agenda like on it. Like I will have people going, oh, well, you know, you're doing this for free or whatever. And it's just like, what is so hard for you to understand if to be a nice person? Like, yeah, it'd be cool, you know, if I can turn this into like some kind of like a revenue generating thing. But until I figure that out, this is a really fun ride for me. Like I will spend hours and hours every week, like on the weekends or in the evenings, going down millions of rabbit holes and finding events and putting the pieces of puzzle together. And plus, like I curate this stuff because like I know these like, they're legitimate events and they have some kind of value. So, I mean, my whole thing is not everybody likes going rabbit hole down rabbit holes and researching. I love it. So this, so putting this calendar together every week is effortless to me. Cause again, like people are like, Oh, you know, you spend a lot of time on this. Yeah, man, but it's, it's fun. Like I enjoy it. So Mm -hmm. that's what's sort of important. And, and another thing about going to events, like, you know, people be like, you know, because obviously I found my passion. Like I'm very passionate about this. I'm very passionate about Calgary's innovation ecosystem. I really believe that Calgary has a gem of a city. And I totally believe that we are the place to live and to be, especially if you want like to be in this city and all the resources that we have and the people that are here that want to help out. And I do find we're a bit spoiled here. Like I was, I went swimming today and I'm going, we have so many rec centers like to go swimming and do stuff like we don't even realize it sort of thing. And again, like, how do I get that story out? But yeah, it, it like back again to the people that, uh, you know, they don't do something unless it's, in, it's something in it for them. It's like, no, there's a, I think that's what attracted me to Calgary's innovation ecosystem is I think because that's home to me. Like that's something I'm used to because like I grew up in like a community, a small community in Nova Scotia and it, and so I grew up with that whole community sort of aspect. Everybody sort of helps one another out. And I think once I discovered Calgary's innovation ecosystem, it was just like natural thing for me to get involved in it and to be this pillar in it. And because that's what I was taught to do. Like you help one another out sort of thing. So yeah, yeah that's awesome. Um, I think that 
Well, for, first of all, I want to say we're going to put the in the no YYC calendar in the show notes for sure. Oh. Um, but with the, the the key point there, I think is not it's not just another list of events that are happening in Calgary. It's actually yeah. curated, and so you put actually time and effort in figuring mm-hmm. out what's worth people's time, and yeah. and that's actually what's in the calendar. And I think that's just super super cool. And you know, thank you from from the ecosystem in general. Thank you for doing doing this, and I, I think that's really really neat. Um, and and you had mentioned like where it could potentially go, but that's not your drive behind it, you know? And then that's very, very similar to this podcast. Like mm-hmm. where could this podcast go? I mean, I've, I've had nobody approach me and say, Hey, Al, I want to buy your podcast from you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's not the intention <laughs> behind the podcast. The intention behind the co- podcast is to showcase people like yourself that are involved in the ecosystem and sharing ideas and giving back because you, you want to, you want the ecosystem to thrive, which is I think really, really admirable for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just like a about my my events because of course like let's go back to talking about me <laughs> <laughs> but like talking about the curated part of it because there's so many different aspects like it's not just tech like there's like business support like so you know I'll I'll put in like business link and Alberta women entrepreneurs but then I will find energy events like not just like foresight like uh, clean energy stuff but like going on in the oil and gas industry too, because I'm a very big believer on let's break down the silos. How can like, we're all a big city sort of thing. So that's sort of what I do. So yeah, just to back again, like it's, it's, it's curated in that way. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Um, w- with, uh, you know, your, your personal career, you're still, you've taken a little bit of a, a, you know, twist around in, in some aspects, but you're still focusing on accounting. And Uh I think what, what's really cool about that is you, it, and and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm going to go out on a limb and make a, make a suggestion that this might be real true. You were going down the road of accounting and then you thought there's probably something else that I should do. And then you went out there and you kind of experienced a few different things. And now you're back in an accounting role but you're, you're super happy. And I think it's because the accounting part is work and then all the other stuff, the events and everything are actually the part that makes you really, really happy. So now you actually enjoy being in, in the industry, working in accounting, but because you get the fulfillment from all the other stuff and you do enjoy accounting. Is that, is that fair? Yeah. Like that is, that is totally fair. But what's interesting about accounting is I, for the past, months I've been working at Neo Financial. So now I'm able to work at a tech company in Calgary. And it is so awesome because working at a startup, working at a tech company is totally different than corporate where, you know, everybody wants to be there and everybody is, you know, like as a collective, like we, we help one another out and things are changing and pivoting all the time. And that is awesome. But the calendar thing is definitely like, so I love, I love where I work and, you know, I want to grow there for sure. But then what's fun about the calendar thing is this is like, this is what I do in my spare time. So I have this interesting fulfilled life right now where I actually like going to work and I like working on this. So you're just so, and they're totally separate, but they really complement one another because, because I work for like a really awesome tech company in Calgary 
I can go to events and I can like represent Neo Financial, but I can represent in the No YYC because they're separate, but they complement one another sort of thing. And I can tell the story of like, if we're trying to get more people to move to Calgary, like that's why I sort of do in the know to sort of like that is my contribution to the innovation ecosystem and, and to help tell the story of what makes Calgary different and what makes us like an awesome city. And it's like, we're this community within a city. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that I think, you know, we need more people to tell the story and as in like, not just one person to tell a story, we all have, I guess we all should be telling the story so that, you know, we get to more people to let them know that this is who we are and not who you think we are. Like, because, you know, outside of Calgary, people have a different perception of who we are sort of thing. Yeah. But I mean, you know, how do we, how do we change that narrative? Well, one step at a time, what, you know, more people can tell the story sort of thing. So yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. We're, we're, we're slowly moving away from the, Cowboys and oil and gas is yes. is what Calgary is now. Now we're we're going. Well, wait a minute. Calgary is actually on the map as as a what's that word? Burgeoning, burgeoning tech emerging? ecosystem. Emerging, <laughs> emerging or, tech. Yeah, yeah. Like like there's. All, I hear a lot of people talking about how strong the tech ecosystem is in Calgary. And yeah, maybe we haven't reached Toronto or Waterloo or Vancouver, but I mean, they also have a heck of a lot more people than we do. Yes. So, and we also started a lot, I think a lot later than they, so I think yes. as, as far as growth and, and success of an ecosystem, we're actually rocking it pretty good. And so yes. in a few years, we're going to be, if we continue down this path is, is, Companies are starting to move their head offices or at least opening offices here. There's a lot of startups happening, especially with the, you know, Brad Zumble and platforms, yes. you know, in initiative to have like 3000 tech companies and tech startups in by 2030, I think it is, is the stat. That's super fascinating. What I wanted to ask you about, though, is this concept of community what does what does community mean to you and how do you think this that i guess the the innovation community in alberta where do you think that's heading so community to me in calgary's innovation ecosystem is a lot of different players that are working together for the common good. And so, you know, you think of the education facilities. So you think of like Mount Royal University, Calgary State, and then like Inception U and uh, like NPower and all those. And they are trying to educate like the next generation of people or helping people pivot into the tech sector. And then there is like the uh, places like Platform and Business Link and Alberta, Women Entrepreneurs and ATB Entrepreneur Center. And they're like the business support system sort of thing. And then there's just like the different tech companies that that help sponsor, like, say, the different meetups and, and stuff like that and events, like just trying to get the word out there. But then there's people like me and you and people in the rainforest and all of that that have their piece of trying to, you know, like tell the story and let people know or connect people. Like this is what's interesting about the community of Calgary is it's a community in a city. And I think that's what's fascinating me. And then back to my calendar, this is why I try to add some energy events to it in oil and gas, because 
we're not just the tech sector. And that's why I refer to it as the innovation ecosystem. It's like, we are not like the tech sector and oil and gas and insurance and law and law sort of thing. We are a community. So let's all let one another know what is going on. And wouldn't it be nice to get outside of your silo to see what's going on and to meet different people. And I think that was another interesting thing about going to events for me was just meeting different people and going, you do what? I've never heard of that before. And just being around entrepreneurs that want to create something. And you're like, this is fascinating because coming from corporate where like you are told what to do and then to be around entrepreneurs and in startup where like you have a voice or, you know, people will listen to you. You're like, this is weird because I'm used to just being told what to do all the time. So yeah, there's a lot yeah, of that concept of autonomy is huge. And I think in this day and age, a lot of people are looking for more of that autonomy. You know, I personally would like people to pay me for what I can deliver rather than because yes. I can sit at a desk in front of a computer for eight hours a day, right? Yeah. Like, what if what if I'm really, really productive at 10 o'clock at night? Yeah. Um, what if I'm, you know, sometimes I just have a day where I'm just not going to be capable of accomplishing anything. Why should I be sitting in front of a computer staring at the screen, not being productive when I could be doing something else and then yeah. getting back to it later on, right? That that autonomy is a huge deal. And with, you know, with working from home and all that that's been happening over the past few years, I think, I hope companies are starting to realize there's still some old school uh, mm-hmm. business leaders that want everybody Clock back watchers. at their desks. Yeah. And yeah, I don't and those know what... are the clock watchers. Yeah, and that yeah. that just have no. And to me, it just shows like absolutely no trust in your employees. Mm-hmm. Oh well, you yeah. went for coffee for ten minutes. God, you're wasting time. What if I went with coffee with somebody at work and we were just talking shop talk? What yeah. if that was just building a relationship? But that like because I've worked at a company that was like that where they didn't like you, like just even talking to your fellow employee and uh, coworkers, and you're just mm-hmm. like. What kind of craziness is this? Yeah, a hundred percent. A lot of stuff happens, but I mean, people have that unique skill that computers and, and robots and all that don't have, which is that ability to build a relationship and the strength that comes from the creativity, the curiosity and the new ideas. That is what human beings are mm-hmm. for. That's what, mm. that's what our strength is over the productivity of a robot is going to out uh, outproduce a human being any day of the week in mm-hmm. in whatever simple task that that robot is capable of doing but a human can, a human being can look at a task and go i've been doing this for a week now and i i've realized there's a big issue here because in this particular area of doing that task it's it's totally wasted like it's a complete waste or there's or there's a better way of doing this right humans bring that to the table and sometimes yeah. having that collision at the at the coffee machine or whatever mm-hmm. um you know you could you could you could be saying oh yeah you know i, I do this thing and it's and the, the one part of my job i really hate is blah 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 and then the person at the coffee machine goes actually we used to do that and now we do this and it's like trivial now and you're like what like so yeah, many times in the corporate structure especially in yeah. the larger companies people in the different departments never communicate and they never learn that somebody's already solved the problem and you're still sitting there fighting with that problem so i think it's really 
crucial and valuable for people to be able to communicate. Now, again, if you have, you know, the the person that spends the entire day wandering around talking to people about their personal (laughs) hobbies and stuff, I mean, okay, fine. That that's what that's a waste of time. But yeah. And and in, in Gino Wickman's book, traction, he talks about people being the right people in the right seat, right? Mm -hmm. And so sometimes you can end up with the right person in the wrong seat, and they're not productive. And you can end up with the wrong person in the right seat. And, and it's, it's, it's a disaster. So you have to have the right people in the right seat. And that and that's if if you have, if, if you're so worried about your employees, sitting around not working, then maybe you have the wrong employees, and maybe you need to make some decisions, right? Or maybe they're in the wrong seat and they and they actually are miserable. But if you gave them a different opportunity inside your company, they could excel and be incredibly valuable. So well, I think or maybe you're just incompetent manager. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is always a problem too. <laughs> no, it just reminds me like when I, you know, there was a role I had once where I was doing auditing and stuff like that, or the operational auditing. So, I mean, I would go down and say, talk to the drilling engineers. And I'd just be like, okay, so I need to answer this question. And then be like, okay, so, and I'd watch them, you know, get the answer. And I'd be like, okay, so what are you looking at? Oh, it's a spreadsheet. Oh, can I get like, uh, you know, access to that or whatever? And they could see, like, I was genuinely trying to figure it out. So then they'd be like, yeah. So, but what I was doing was I was developing these relationships. So, I mean, Honestly, everybody knows everybody hates auditors. Well, I got to a point where I could go down and I could talk to anybody and be like, hey, I got an auditing question. They'd be like, oh, yeah, come on in. Like, you know, because they knew I wasn't there to like scold them or whatever. Like, I genuinely wanted to figure something out. And they, and, but like, I had a manager and a director that, that just saw relationship building as a waste of time. I remember them telling me once where it's like, you just go down and you just tell them that they have to answer that query. And I remember thinking, I'm not going to like wreck my relationship with these people because if it was like, like on the other thing, like somebody did that to me, I wouldn't do, I wouldn't help them out at all sort of thing. And it's like, but there's so, but there's different people that, you know, no, they've got to get it done and they don't see the value of relationship building and treating each other with respect instead of this conflict all the time and bitching and complaining and stuff like that. It's like, how as a collective can we work together to get something resolved in like a timely manner and help one another out? Like, why is that a hard concept? It honestly seems to be in old school thinking. I find in the new school thinking, like working with young younger people now, it's a very sort of, especially like in startup and stuff, it's a very collaborative environment and everybody wants to sort of, we all know that we're trying to figure it out and everything's changing all the time. So it's like, how can we help one another out instead of like, how many times, Al, did I have to tell you that you need to send me this email? Like this reminds me. So I work in a very like collaborative environment. So I, I reached, there was somebody I was helping out with accounts payable and this company was like, Hey, like, where's this payment for this invoice? And I just wrote back and I said, can you just send me a copy of the invoice? So instead of attaching the copy of the invoice and moving on, they took the time to write out how they had already sent a copy of the invoice and another email. And it's just like, that is old school thinking to me where it's like, you know, yeah, you might have sent it to me before or or us before, just attach it again, because you know, you don't know what's going on in someone's desk. Like they're, you know, everybody's busy. So maybe try not being a dick, you know? <laughs> <laughs> not not to anyone specific. Just yeah, yeah, no, 
in general. No, no one will know who I'm talking about. <laughs> nobody in Calgary. Yeah. No, it's 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 a very good, it's a very valid point. And you know, when I see people interacting, I don't know, this is maybe a bit of a tangent, but I see people interacting with other people and and depending on what role they hold, they mm-hmm. can maybe they feel superior or whatever, you know. And and I knew this one guy who we'd go to lunch we'd go for fast food at like like wendy's or something like that and he would be like so condescending and rude to the person behind the till because they're they're like well i'm sorry that's going to be if you're going to order this particular product you're going to have to wait a few minutes because we don't have any of of them ready to go so we have to start you know start go to the freezer and get some or whatever and he just like chewed them out like like they were his his employee and they were incompetent or something Mm-hmm. And I remember like drifting away from the counter and kind of hiding behind someone else because I'm just like I'm not related. Don't spit to this in my guy. food. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I have nothing to do with this jackass. You, you know, he's a he's a complete dick on his own, and I just don't understand why people, you know, look down on on someone like every every job needs to exist, right? The the person that that sweeps the sidewalk, the person that makes your fast food meal, mm-hmm. or or you know puts away the library books or whatever, whatever job you think is inferior to your great job doesn't Mm -hmm. make you a more impressive person because that job still needs to be done. And so if that, if that person in their current place in life is going to be working that job, then we should be thanking them and saying, you know what? I know, I know this isn't your fault, but I'm upset about this certain thing or, Mm -hmm. you know, it would be really nice if, you know, you guys got your, your, your process fixed a bit because every time I come here, I, I end up with this situation mm-hmm. where I'm, I'm waiting an extra long time that I don't think should be necessary. Like maybe there's a way you guys can optimize this instead of just doing the same thing. Like there's, there's ways of communicating with people yeah. rather than being condescending and rude and talking down to them. And everybody needs to be. Or they are where they are in life and they need, yes. and all these jobs need to be done. So why are you being rude to the person who's doing it? You know? Exactly. And I mean, everybody, you have no idea what goes on behind closed doors. So you don't know what struggles people have or, you know, like, so why do you feel the need to be rude to somebody? Like, I don't understand it either because I, to me, that shows like a lot of character to somebody if they're rude to like wait staff and stuff like that. I don't want to. I don't want to like be associated with them. First of all, because I don't want the person to like go behind the scenes and spit in my food because you know <laughs> associated with this person. But I don't get it either. Like, why make somebody else's life rough? Like, or to be disrespectful to somebody unless they were disrespectful to you. But like, yeah, like somebody who's just doing their job. And I mean, I remember working at Chopper's Drug Mart years ago in university and somebody got mad at me because the flyer, it was Sunday and the flyer had ended on Saturday and you're going, yeah, lady, I'm a cashier at Chopper's Drug Mart. I have the ability to like, you know, change the flyer for Chopper's Drug Mart. <laughs> like, just stop it, you know, but... <laughs> the funniest things that you would see are the grievances and stuff but yeah like I do not and I and again like I think that's why I really was attracted or got really involved in Calgary's innovation ecosystem because there is so many people in the ecosystem that will help you out without even asking them like Mm -hmm. you know they're getting nothing out of it and unless like 
like the only thing they're getting out of it is just helping you and connecting you and stuff like that. And I find like I personally have a lot of people in the innovation ecosystem that recommend people to follow me because of my calendar. And I've asked nobody to do it. And I wasn't even aware that people were doing it. Like I remember... I know a few months ago, somebody connected with me on LinkedIn. They're like, hi, Debbie, thanks for connecting. I found you on a channel. I'm a student at SAIT or whatever. And I'm going, okay, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, happy to connect. And what channel are you talking about? You know, and he's just like, oh, well, there's a channel. And and then I found out from someone else that there's instructors at SAIT that tell their students to follow me. And I'm just like, what? Like, I was not aware. So this is so then, you know, this could go off on a tangent too. like, and then I find out from other people, like somebody at uh, Platform Calgary, like they tell their founders to follow me because of the events. And then, you know, people that pivot and stuff like that. But then I'm just like, so what does that mean, though? Like, so if you're telling a student to say, like, follow me because of networking, what does that mean? So if you've never networked before, what does that mean to follow me? Like, what what value am I going to give? So then I'm thinking of, like, in the future, like, what kind of content do I put out there? Like, do I list events going, hey, founders, these are some events this week that, you know, you should go to. And this is why. Hey, students, this is where you can start networking in a very sort of safe environment because it's very intimidating sort of thing. Hey, people, you want to pivot in tech? start with these meetups and go here because like there's a lot of these different jobs in tech and you know you'll you'll go to events and eventually you'll start seeing some of the same people because you know that's just how it goes and then you know you'll eventually create relationships and stuff so yeah so that makes a lot of sense and that and that's sort of like taking that curation model to the next level where it's like not only are you recommending events, but you're actually saying if you're a founder, mm-hmm. then you're going to get this out of going to these events. And if you're a yeah. student, you're going to get this out of going to these events. I mean, that's that's super huge. And and actually, that's kind of funny because the next question I was going to ask you is, where are you thinking of taking your calendar next? And I guess you just answered that. <laughs> <laughs> like that is my whole thing. It's like how like figuring out the content and and to sort of come back to this is if I hadn't gone to all of these events and met all of these people, I wouldn't even know what the hell content is or a personal brand and what all of these different like social media things are. Because people will be like, oh, well, you should be on t- you know, Instagram or whatever. No, I know that LinkedIn is my social media for right now sort of thing. And I have... I have saved in the know YYC on TikTok. I haven't posted anything, but I've saved it because I know that that's the channel. If I want to get to this, the high school students or the university students, that is the channel. But what, but so that's what I'm working on now. So again, I have so much fun out. Like I'm learning a lot at work, but then I'm learning like all this stuff, like in the, in the side. And I wouldn't have done all this if I hadn't have gone to events And again, like it takes time, but it depends. Like, are you a curious individual? Do you have, are you there for a certain reason? I wasn't, I was just very curious. And this is just this crazy road. It sort of led me, but yeah, like to my calendar, I'm gonna, I'm starting to think about content for specific genres because right now, like, you know, but until then, I'll just keep posting about events or whatever and and uploading them into my one one website. Oh, because that's another thing. Like after going to a whole bunch of events, like over the years, I, another reason I started in the know is 
because all these events are on a ton of different websites. Like there's meetup.com. There is a lot of meetups, but there's only a, like, but there's a lot that are very valuable. So I take only those ones and I put them on my calendar, but then there's like Showpass. Showpass has some events. Eventbrite has events and then different organizations host them on their own website. So being the nerd that I am, I actually have a website of different organizations and I go through it every, every week to see like what I'm missing, but then like I'll be on LinkedIn and I'll see someone post an event. I will email that to myself and then post it like a couple of days later sort of thing. And so I know how long. So, I mean, that would take time to look at all those different places. So that's why I filter them all and I put them on my central website. And so, yeah, like now I'm to another step of trying to, I don't know, step back and go, who was I six years ago and what would be valuable for this calendar? Because if I was six years ago looking at this calendar, I'd be like, yeah, so what, Mm -hmm. you know, why would I go to this event? sort of thing. Where do I start? And I think that's a huge thing. Where do I start? Right. And it depends on like who you are. And, and, and my sort of suggestion is, is if you want to say pivot into the tech sector, maybe start with some of the meetup groups because they're less intimidating because mm. honest to God, even to this day, when I go to network events, sometimes it's, an, sometimes I don't care. And I'm just like, whatever. And other times I'm like, I'm not in the mood. And it, and it can be intimidating because you're like, I don't think I know anybody. Am I in the mood to start a conversation? Because I remember just not too long ago, I was at Startup TNT's, one of their pitch events. And I walked in, I went, you know what? I'm just not in the mood. And so I just went and sat down and waited for the pitches to start instead of networking. So it just sort of, I just sort of wanted to put that in there as an example of, yeah, I might look like I network all the time. Sometimes. I'm not in the mood. And sometimes I do have imposter syndrome. And that's what's really fun about when you talk to people because you think, oh, they got it all together. They know what to do. None of us do. Sometimes we're just good at putting on the face and uh, yeah, just just putting on the face and moving forward sort of thing. So yeah, that's very valid. And, uh, you know, I think I represent a lot of people when I say thank you for doing what you do. Uh, I think the calendar is absolutely brilliant. And the fact that it's so curated and and you're going to, you know, continue going down that road and making it even more valuable to people. That's really huge. And and I think that's cool, Debbie. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, thanks for having me. This has been so fun. And I know we'll get in. I will get into more conversations at a later date. Who knows? You know, yeah. like. I Absolutely. just, I know. And I loved, like, I look forward to this podcast because I was like, I have no idea where this might go. But every time me and Al get together, we're always in like intense conversation and very like philosophical and being like, oh, yeah, if I only knew what I knew now. And, you know, there's just, but I think what our big thing is, is our passion and our love for Calgary's innovation ecosystem. Yes. And how each of us wants to contribute to it for nothing more than we want to contribute to it because we know what an awesome uh, city this is. We know what an awesome ecosystem we have and we want more people to know about it. 100%. And the only thing I'm going to add is, you know, intense philosophical conversations with a whole bunch of silliness and laughter. (laughs) Yeah, like seriously, yeah. Because we could have like serious conversations and very like intense and then just stupidness, you know, like uh, immaturity. And I love, I love that. Like fun, like it's interesting to be around people that just can't let themselves go where they're like, you know, you're an adult, you can't be this silly. And you're like, 
but you can. Yes. You know, and why can't you? Yes. <laughs> Foster your inner child and get back to that. And if someone thinks you're silly, then that should be a, a badge of you're honor, not, not, not an insult. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You will not be my friend. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for being here, Debs. So it's always always such a good good time chatting with yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot, and have a great uh, rest of your weekend. Excellent. Everybody else, thank you for being here. I hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll see you next week. The Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast for Rainforest Alberta. Cheers. If you haven't already, visit rainforestab.ca and sign the Rainforest Social Contract. Become part of the inclusive, silo-busting, sector-agnostic, all-industry, open-sourced, ego-shrinking, ecosystem-building, entrepreneur-focused, wide-open, social barrier-smashing community known as Rainforest Alberta. This episode was brought to you by New Idea Machine. We build great custom software while bridging the gap between education and experience. New Idea Machine makes your ideas real. Visit newideamachine.com for more info. Music for the show was created by Tony Deldegan. Please be sure to share this episode with everyone you know. Also, don't forget to come by and say hi at the next Rainforest event. Let us know what you think of this podcast. If you're interested in being either a host, sponsor, or a guest of the show, send me an email at rainforestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.